The greatest story ever told is a true story. It is a story of adventures, battles, kings and queens, heroes and villains, good and evil, history and prophecy. It is your story. Come join the adventure of the Bible story. Chapter 127 Elisha Magnifies God with Miracles There on the wall, for everyone to see, Misha killed his own son and offered him as a burned sacrifice to his false god. Besides placating his pagan idol, Moab's king hoped that such a gruesome act would show the invaders that the Moabites would fight to the death. He wanted them to know it would not be an easy battle. The stunned soldiers outside the city walls could hardly believe their eyes, even those accustomed to the horrible brutalities of the battlefield were sickened. Calls went up from the besieging soldiers to raise the city to its foundations, but Jehoshaphat and Jehoram decided to call off the siege. Perhaps they felt responsible for the horrible event they had witnessed and felt they had seen enough death. However, by pulling back, they disobeyed God's command to destroy all the fenced cities in Moab. It was because of barbaric acts like human sacrifice that God wanted Moab cities destroyed. Because of these kings' act of misguided mercy, the Moabites would return to plague Israel and Judah. After defeating the Moabites, the soldiers of Israel and Judah began their trek home. Elisha returned to Israel as well. One day, a widow whose husband had served under Elisha, probably at one of the schools Elijah had restored to prominence, came to him for advice. The Bible calls this woman's husband one of the sons of the prophets. This term was used to describe the many students who attended Elijah's schools. This woman's husband had been a loyal servant to Elisha. My husband borrowed money before he died, but we can't pay it back. Now our creditor is going to take my two sons from me to be his servants as payment. She cried. I don't know what to do, but I can't bear the thought of being apart from my children. Don't you have anything you could sell? Elisha asked. Nothing. The woman answered. I have sold everything of value. All I have left is one small pot of oil. After thinking a moment, Elisha turned to her. Go home and borrow as many pots as you can. Anything that doesn't leak. Go to all your neighbors. Ask everyone you can think of. Then when you are back home and alone, pour oil into them all. The woman thought the instruction was a bit odd, but she did as the prophet said. After she had borrowed as many vessels as she could possibly find, she began pouring oil into them. To her delight, once she started pouring, 
The oil never stopped. She poured and poured and poured. Hand me another vessel, she said. But there are no more, her son replied. We filled them all up. Every vessel in the room is full. The woman looked at the small pot she was pouring from. It was still full too. Elisha! Elisha! The excited woman cried as she ran to tell the prophet what had happened. Go and sell the oil, Elisha told her. There should be plenty of buyers for such high quality product. It will easily be enough to pay your debts. Use the rest to provide for your family until your boys are old enough to earn a living. After helping the widow, the next miracle took place in Shunem, a town approximately a day's journey north of Samaria. One of the well-respected women of the town heard that Elisha was visiting. Jumping at the opportunity to spend some time with a man of God, she invited him to dinner at her house with her husband. That evening was the beginning of a lasting friendship. Whenever Elisha visited Shunem, he would stop by and stay with the couple. One day, the Shunammite woman asked her husband if they could build an addition to their house so that when Elisha came to visit, he would have his own private room. If he had a bed and a table and chair and a lamp so he could rest and study in private, I am sure it would help him a lot when he travels this way, she said. The next time Elisha came to visit, along with his servant Gehazi, he was moved with emotion toward his friends. As he sat in the bed, he looked over at Gehazi, who was one of his most trusted students from one of the schools of the prophets. Ask the lady of the house to come over here, he said. Tell her we appreciate the kind concern she has shown us. Ask her if there is anything we can do for her or her husband. Let her know we can put in a good word to the king or to the commander of the army. When Gehazi spoke to the woman, she told him that her husband took good care of her and that she didn't need any favors from people of high rank. Elisha was impressed with her attitude. It showed him that this couple was not just being friendly to him because they wanted something. They were sincerely trying to help him and the work God had given him to do. I still want to do something nice for her, Elisha remarked to Gehazi. I wonder what could be done. The thing she probably wants most is a child. She has never had one, and her husband is quite old. After thinking for a moment, Elisha asked Gehazi to call her back again. When she arrived, he said, In less than a year, you will have a baby. The woman stared at Elisha. No, my lord, she cried. You are a man of God. You shouldn't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. She said in an unhappy tone. I am not deceiving you, replied Elisha. You will soon be nursing a baby. Sure enough, it wasn't long before the woman had a child. The woman was overjoyed at this miracle and truly appreciated what God had done for her and the concern and gratitude Elisha had shown her and her husband. She loved the boy 
who grew up quickly. Soon, he was old enough to go out into the fields where his father was overseeing workers harvesting crops. On one particular day, it was very hot outside. Suddenly, the child felt sick. My head hurts, he told his father. Realizing that his son was probably suffering from heat stroke, he had the boy carried home to his mother. There, the boy lay on his mother's lap until noon. He wasn't getting better. The Shunammite woman's concern for him grew. And then, to her shock and dismay, the boy died. At first, the frantic mother didn't know what to do. She remembered that God gave her the child, so somehow it seemed right to put the child on Elisha's bed. She wanted to see God's prophet immediately. Going outside, she sent word to her husband to send a servant and a donkey so that she could go see Elisha. Not knowing that his son had died, the husband didn't understand why his wife wanted to suddenly see Elisha, especially since it wasn't a Sabbath or holy day when it was customary for God's ministers to teach their followers. Nevertheless, the woman's husband did as his wife requested. Saddled on the donkey and with the young man leading it on foot, the woman left at once for Mount Carmel, where Elisha was staying. We must go quickly, she told the young man. The journey to the mountain seemed to last forever. All she could think about was finding Elisha. When she was yet a far way off, Elisha, who was high up on the mountain, spotted her. The woman whose house we stay at in Shunam is coming, he told Gehazi. I don't know why she would come here, unless something was wrong. Hurry down to meet her and ask if everything is well with her and her husband and boy. My husband and I are okay, she told Gehazi when he approached her. However, when she finally reached Elisha, the woman threw herself down on the ground and, sobbing, grabbed his feet. Gehazi was upset and made a move to push the woman away from Elisha. Leave her alone, Elisha told him. Can't you tell that something is terribly wrong? She is in great agony, and for some reason, God has not chosen to tell me what has happened. You know I never asked you for a son, she cried to Elisha. I had finally come to accept that I couldn't have a child, and I was okay with that. And didn't I say not to deceive me? Are you trying to tell me that something is wrong with the boy? Elisha said. He is dead. He died in my arms hours ago. If I had known you had given him to me only to have him taken away at such a young age, I wish he would never have been born. Elisha turned to Gehazi. Run to Shunan at once, he said. Don't stop for anyone. Get to this woman's house as fast as you can. When you reach the boy, take my staff and place it on his face. Gehazi obediently set off to fulfill his master's command. The Shunammite, however, remained. 
she looked into the eyes of this prophet, whom she had come to know and trust. But Elisha, she said, please come. I won't leave until you come back with me. Elisha thought again about all the generosity this woman had shown him. He realized that God expected him to bless her by making the trip himself. He agreed to travel with the woman and her servant back home. They headed out, following after Gehazi. As they approached the home of the couple, they found Gehazi running toward them. I did as he told me, but when I put your staff on the boy, nothing happened, he said to Elisha. When Elisha reached the house, he went upstairs and closed the door to his room so that he could privately ask God to resurrect the boy. After praying, he stretched out on top of the boy and breathed air into his lungs to try and stimulate his breathing. The boy seemed warmer, but nothing else happened. After getting up and walking around a bit, Elisha laid himself back down on the boy and began breathing into his lungs again. He did everything he could to help resuscitate the boy while praying to God to perform a miracle and give him life again. Suddenly, the boy coughed. He sneezed seven times, opened his eyes, and looked around in confusion. After being dead for hours, the boy awoke in perfect health, just as if he had taken a nap. While Elisha attended to the boy, he called Gehazi into the room and told him to call the boy's mother. Here is your son, the prophet said when she came in. He will be just fine. The woman was so overcome with joy to see her boy alive that she fell down weeping on the floor. Finally, she stood and embraced her son and then excitedly took him to go see his father. The next miracle concerning Elisha took place in the city of Gilgal, where Elisha was teaching some college students at one of the schools of the prophets that Elijah established. Many of the people of Israel were not obeying God, and there was a drought in the land. Food was so scarce, it appeared to even threaten the college. Elisha noticed the hungry faces among the students. Gehazi, go ahead and put the big pot on the fire and start making some stew. We have a lot of hungry young men here to feed. Because there wasn't a lot of food, Gehazi sent a helper out into the field to collect wild vegetables and herbs to augment it. One of the helpers found some gourds that looked like tasty squashes. He chopped them up and put them into the pot. He didn't know 
that they were poisonous. Later, when it was time to eat, the stew was served. Suddenly, a man cried out, Something tastes wrong! There is death in this stew! Another said, It's poisonous! Elisha calmly inspected the vegetables in the pot. There might well be something wrong with it, he thought. But it would be a terrible shame to waste all this food. Bring me some ground-up grain, he said. Any kind will do. He then sprinkled the flour into the stew. The stew is good to eat now, he said. Go ahead and taste it. You will find it is quite good. The first person to try the stew the second time was a bit hesitant. But after his first mouthful, his face brightened. This tastes fantastic, he said. It's almost as if it is a completely different stew. This was a great miracle performed for these young people. God was helping build their faith. The drought conditions were making life difficult for people all over the nation, including those Elisha taught elsewhere. Later on, at another location, Elisha was speaking to an assembly of around 100 students, so the college was growing. As the day wore on and he was inspired to address some additional topics, he realized that many of the young people were getting hungry and nothing was prepared. Just then, a stranger arrived with an offering of 20 loaves of barley bread and vegetables. This is exactly what we need, Elisha thought. Give this food to the students, Elisha instructed his servant. Are you serious? His servant said. This is barely enough for a small portion of the people. I could probably eat two loaves myself. To be continued in our next episode and continue the adventure by reading the Bible story. Find it under the Resources tab at pcg.church.